So if you are in the habit of following various pastors on YouTube and listening to their preaching, then you may be familiar with Pastor Matt Chandler. And as a result, you may be aware of the current difficulty going on in his ministry right now. I thought it might be a good idea for me to give a few comments on this because my church is actually a part of the Acts 29 Church Planting Network, of which Matt Chandler is the president of the board. So let's go ahead and get started. So hello everybody and welcome back to Grace Nerd. My name is Eric if you're new to the channel. If you enjoy conversation about the Christian life or Christian theology, or if you enjoy commentary on culture from a Christian worldview, then make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so that you know when new content is released. And if you enjoyed the video, make sure that you leave a like. Or if you discovered the podcast in audio form, make sure that you go ahead and follow wherever you are. And if you care to support me either here or on my gaming channel, make sure that you check out my Subscribestar page, the link to which is in the description as well as all of my social media links. So as I said, my church is a part of the Acts 29 Church Planting Network, and therefore the current controversy surrounding Matt Chandler definitely hits a little closer to home than probably a lot of people who are commenting on it. So basically what happened, if you're unaware of it, is that Matt Chandler is basically taking a leave of absence from preaching at his church, the Village Church down in Texas. And this is a result of the fact that he has apparently been DMing a woman in his church, and the nature of those conversations have become a bit inappropriate. Now, Matt Chandler and his church have clarified and said that these conversations online have not been of a sexual or a romantic nature, but there has been too much frequency and too much familiarity and a very unguarded aspect to that relationship. And so basically as a result of this, Matt has been put on leave and he's going to be walking in discipline basically, and he's going to walk through a process of figuring out what exactly is going on here. Now, as a result of this, you can imagine that Twitter has basically exploded with all kinds of comments on the situation. Now, some of these responses are reasonable, and some of them, as you can imagine, are downright disgusting. This is Twitter, after all. There are, of course, many people who are defending Matt Chandler, and of course, there are many who are speculating that the problem is probably far worse than we imagine. Now, I should say right off the bat that even though my church is a part of the X29 Church Planting Network, we're definitely not pressured to abstain from talking about controversies like this. Matt Chandler doesn't domineer the entire network or dictate what we're allowed to say. I would say that, in my experience, churches around the X29 Church Planting Network operate pretty independently, though we basically all share a certain number of values, things like gospel centrality, the doctrines of grace, complementarianism, as well as a few other distinctives. And I would say that, in my experience, the leaders that I've interacted with, Matt Chandler is not above criticism in any particular way. We've used his teaching material from time to time, but we generally govern ourselves. To talk about where I'm coming from a little bit, I should probably give a little bit of my experience as to how I came to be a part of what was for a while called the Young, Restless, and Reformed movement. I was raised basically as a charismatic, and by default I was an Arminian, and I really had no familiarity with things like the doctrines of grace. And so eventually I was exposed to teachers like John Piper or Kevin DeYoung, and I came to understand things like the doctrines of grace and gospel centrality far more than I did before. And Matt Chandler was sort of a small part of that. I experienced just a little bit of his teaching as I came to these things, but he definitely was not a main influence on my life as I came to be part of, again, the young, restless reform movement. And so I'm far from what you would call a Matt Chandler fanboy. And so all that to say, I think that I can come at this from a pretty objective 
of perspective. In order to understand some of the really strong reactions against Matt Chandler, I think we really can't go without mentioning many have criticized Matt Chandler's teaching in regard to certain political issues. But up until this point, there really haven't been any accusations of immorality. And so what's been frustrating to me as I've watched social media's reaction to this is that the extremely negative and speculative reactions I think are coming much more out of the political controversy surrounding Matt Chandler. To be perfectly honest, I'm very politically conservative, and I think that I would agree with many of the problems people have had with certain things Matt Chandler has said in his teaching. Some people have gone so far as to call him completely woke, and I think he's poked his head in that door a little bit and has said some things that I've found pretty frustrating. But ultimately, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's a straight-up false teacher, as many have. I think the nature of my issues with his teaching would be that I think he has a blind spot in certain political areas. He has misdiagnosed certain cultural issues and as a result he's thrown many conservative christians under the bus i think people who have gotten angry about this have gone a little bit too far in terms of reading into matt chandler's motives i don't think we need to go that far we can simply critique his preaching where it's necessary but all of that to say i think that many people who have criticized matt chandler's teaching in the past are likely giving into the temptation not to differentiate between this controversy and the controversies that came before just because a teacher has said certain things even if you strongly disagree with them, that doesn't necessarily speak to how susceptible they are to falling into moral sin. Perhaps you're watching this and you've been a very strong critic of Matt Chandler and you're not connected to him in any way like I am. I think the way that I can illustrate this point is to compare it to another situation, that of Doug Wilson. Now, many people are just as critical of Doug Wilson, but for some slightly different reasons. But I also find that many people who really like Doug Wilson and the way that he criticizes political wokeness and the like, they tend to be one of the groups that are very critical of Matt Chandler and the ways that he's dabbled in wokeness a little bit. Now, Doug Wilson, as I mentioned, has been embroiled in various controversies, some theological and some having to do with things that have happened in his ministry. Practically speaking, the way that he's handled various sin issues that have come up in his church. What I find is that there are many people who have criticized him early on in his ministry, and that is because of his connection to what was called the Federal Vision. It was pretty much purely a theological dispute. Now, later on, when there were accusations of moral failings in his ministry, I found that people who early on had those strong theological problems with his ministry, they were far more likely to believe that he had those moral failings as well. Now, those of you who are fans of Doug Wilson, as I am, you may look at the theological controversy early on and say, yes, but Doug Wilson wasn't actually wrong theologically, whereas Matt Chandler was. But that's a little bit beside the point. My point is, you should be frustrated if somebody takes their accusation of theological error and they immediately are willing to translate that into believing every moral accusation. These are separate categories and we should handle them intellectually separately. When it comes to a moral accusation against a pastor or against a leader, we need to follow biblical standards. And what are those biblical standards? We should not accept a charge against an elder without two or three witnesses. And on top of that, I would probably guess that most of us don't know these men personally. And so there's another layer of separation there where we need to entrust the discipline of them and the examination of them to their elders, to those who surround them in a more immediate context. I think the most practical way to think about it is, what if you were in a court of law and somebody handled accusations against you 
the way that we tend to handle accusations against those we see criticized online. Now, that's not to say that what we already know about Matt Chandler isn't significant. He gave a pretty open statement about it, as did his church, as did the leadership of Acts 29. And what we know for certain is that there is a significant problem going on, and from what we understand, it is being dealt with. I'm not going to sit here and predict that no further problems are going to be discovered, but that goes just as well for the other side of it. We absolutely should not go ahead and speculate that something more definitely will come out. Now, to clarify my thoughts further on this, I think I will now move on from Matt Chandler specifically and talk about sort of how I've experienced celebrity pastors moving through my Christian life. When I was more fully involved in the staunch charismatic movement, I think I was much more susceptible to looking for different spiritual gurus, as it were. If you've watched my video, Learning to Love Theology, maybe you know a little bit of what I'm talking about here. I remember, for instance, when Rob Bell came onto the scene. I always wanted to expect the best of him because I liked sort of the, the flair and the style of his ministry. I thought that it was going to be very effective in culture, and so I downplayed what actually turned out to be serious errors in his teaching. This eventually progressed to becoming full-on blatant heresy, and he eventually left the church that he was pastoring, and he went on Oprah and affirmed all kinds of things that were clearly outside the bounds of Christianity. As a result of this, I ended up turning to teachers like Kevin DeYoung. He wrote a book called Why We're Not Emergent that I think really shaped my thinking for the long term. But I think after moving away from the emergent church movement and moving away from teachers like Rob Bell, even though I turned to other teachers like Kevin DeYoung or John Piper, I don't think I ever really started embracing teachers the same way anymore. Ultimately, I ended up embracing teachers because of the content of their teaching and whether or not I found it helpful and biblically accurate. I wanted to believe the best about them, sure, and not automatically believe any moral accusation thrown at them. But again, because I didn't know them personally, I didn't defend them no matter what what. And so, for instance, I will always be grateful that John Piper introduced me to the doctrines of grace, but he has shown a few weaknesses in his commentary, for instance, on politics in ways similar to what we might see with Matt Chandler, and I'm fully able to acknowledge that. And I've seen similar things in many of the leaders that brought me into the young, restless reform movement. But because I don't follow them blindly, and because I embrace them because of the accuracy of various things they teach, I'm also able to differentiate that from things that I disagree with. And ultimately, I think this is how all of us should embrace celebrity pastors. We have to recognize that they are not our pastors. We need to prioritize our local church and submit to our governing elders so long as they are qualified. And we're much more capable of seeing if they're qualified if we know them personally. And so oftentimes people will go one of two extreme ways. They'll either staunchly defend their favorite celebrity pastor unquestioningly, or they'll swear off celebrity pastors saying that the entire concept of a celebrity pastor must definitionally be toxic because they're all destined to fall. But ultimately, I think, again, these are both extremes. I think there is a greater temptation to fall the more famous you are. I think the enemy will definitely come after you more. And we should hold those celebrity pastors up to a higher standard in many ways. But I don't think that celebrity pastors are ever really going to go anywhere. I think we need to take the advice of the Apostle Paul here, who in some ways was a bit of a celebrity pastor. It's his letters that passed through the entirety of the early church. It was his teaching that formed the earlier church in so many ways, as well as the teaching of the other apostles. Paul knew that his writing was inspired, for instance, but he still said that the churches that read his letters should not say that they are of Paul or of Apollos. We are all of Christ. We all need to keep Christ at the center as the chief shepherd, and he has told us that we are to primarily focus on our local church. And if a celebrity pastor out there blesses us 
in a supplementary way to that in some way, that's great. We should thank God for it. And so in the end, I think we should pray for Matt Chandler. We shouldn't defend him when he's not defending himself. He's basically admitted that there is an issue here and he is submitting to the discipline of the elders that he's put around him. But we should also not speculate beyond what we clearly know. To those of you who are really harsh critics of Matt Chandler and have really been offended by previous things that he's taught or have really serious political disagreements with him, you may have warrant in your disagreements with his teaching. Like I said, I would agree with some of those criticisms. But again, I think many of you are now seeing this situation and you're hearing him come out on stage and explain the situation and your immediate gut instinct is he's lying. This is actually much worse worse than he's saying. How on earth do you know that? Be honest, you don't, and you are violating biblical principles of believing accusations against an elder in the church. So let's be balanced about this. Let's only stick to the information we have. Let's not be overly defensive, and let's not speculate. Let's pray for Matt, and let's pray for the wider body of Christ that we would continue to be purified, and that God would continue to raise up people who will disciple the nations. And so there's my thoughts. I hope that they were somewhat helpful. If you enjoyed the video, again, make sure that you leave a like. If you're new to the channel, make sure that you go ahead and follow wherever you are, whether it be audio or video here on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you know when new videos or live streams begin. And again, if you'd care to support me here or on my gaming channel, make sure that you check out my subscribe star page in the description. Again, you'll find my social media links down there as well. So we'll see you around next time.